2: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else, and it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash. And they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights, you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back. No questions asked. So head to BollandBranch.com for 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. That's boll and Branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
3: Welcome back to You Better, You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
0: Bring it up, Jake. Better you bet on the back QL network. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. All right, I had to type something in the chat. Now we get to the uh, the festivities. Uh, we're gonna give you all our bets for tonight coming up at the end of the hour. I feel like we're gonna have like great discussions about the, the the card tonight. NHL, college hoops, NBA. Very much looking forward to that. Jake the Snake's gonna give us Major League Baseball coming up twenty minutes from now. Start to get us set for the uh, for the season. Um, how about this? I think at some point during my Florida trip, I might like try and like buy baseball. Baseball prospectus. I might buy like baseball prospectus and like read it. While wow. I'm, like on the beach. Yeah.
1: And you will look like I'll a huge winner what. when you do that <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wear that hat too so, while you do it <laughs> I, dude I'm
0: i'm 40 i'm married i'm about to have a kid just like yeah. there's only so much like, oh, Here's a like bucket my, hat. My, my days of Here's baseball my days of being cool yeah. but listen I'll, I'll i'm getting getting my my right arm tattoo finished next week in my attempt to hold on to relevancy and like to make myself feel young even though I'm even though i'm Get a little older. Uh, But I'm being serious. I actually think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to try and buy baseball prospectus and read it on the beach and get set for the baseball season. Jake the Snake will join us in 20 minutes to uh, talk Major League Baseball with us. But for right now, we'll do a little more National Football League. We'll get you started on NFL Defensive Player of the Year, how to think about that market through the offseason. But one more team to discuss a win total for, and that'll be the Jacksonville Jaguars, the favorite to win the AFC South last year and obviously have, like, the terrible, like, end of season culminating in the loss to Tennessee in, on the road in the final game of the year that knocked the Jaguars out and gave Houston, uh, ultimately, uh, the division championship after Houston beat Indianapolis that Saturday night to clinch at least a playoff spot. And I think the Jaguars this week at the Combine, besides for, like, the Bears and the Vikings, teams that have a quarterback to the Falcons, Denver, like teams that have quarterback decisions to make and are in the news because of that. I think the Jaguars, can have been the most interesting team this week at the NFL Scouting Combine because we've had some interesting quotes from head coach Doug Peterson. You know, for fantasy football players, he's saying that he doesn't think Travis Etienne or doesn't want Travis Etienne to be a bell cow running back like he was last year, which leads me to believe that Tank Bigsby is not long for this team, and they'll look to draft or sign another running back um, this offseason to probably share the load with Travis Etienne. I thought that was pretty interesting. Doug Peterson kind of saying, we don't know who's going to call the plays next year. It's something we're evaluating. That leads me to believe Peterson's going to call the plays. It's possible Press Taylor, Zach's brother, in all seriousness, he is Zach's brother, that Press Taylor would call the plays again. I think it's likely to be Doug Peterson. And Peterson was asked about Trevor Lawrence, and I think it's fair to say, I don't think we're haters when we say, like Trevor Lawrence took a little bit of a step back last year. I think we were all expecting Trevor Lawrence to be better than he was, to lead the Jaguars to the playoffs, to play better in the big games than he did last season. And Peterson said that he wants Lawrence to... Put more of his personality stamp onto games, onto this offense. Like, looking for more from his starting quarterback. Josh Allen, their stud young pass rusher, is a free agent. They're going to find a way to keep him. But I think this is like a, a little noteworthy, right? Just like how is this defense going to be next season? Got to get Allen back. Calvin Ridley's going to be a free agent. They're going to bring him back. And if not, what are you doing there opposite Christian Kirk in the receiving game? You got to get some weapons for, for Trevor Lawrence. So I think a really interesting offseason looming for this team, Ken, I think one that's going to have a really high ceiling and potentially also a really low floor.
1: Yeah, I think that was a, a really well uh really well organized way to kind of like, hey, here's here's what we're dealing with here with this team and here's why it's so interesting. They're their particulars from last year. So we went to break and I said like what were they good at being average? Uh they won nine games. They played like an eight and a half win team. Let's just start with that. Uh statistically, and this isn't Cleveland, like Lawrence played a lot and he had he did play with injuries for part of the season. We kind of know that. But look, like a lot of teams had a lot worse health than the jacksonville jaguars did last year they actually they didn't get a bad draw versus some of the other teams like the browns for example uh jacksonville's particular statistically they were 18th in offensive DVO, which is like if you if i told you lawrence was 18th last year against that division and that schedule i mean you would have thought he missed the whole season i mean you would have thought it was somebody else the entire time I mean, really like what like what happened 18th in offense 10th in defense A lot of their like individual metrics, things that tend to predict postseason success, basically right in that kind of like middle third, middle 10 teams in the league, middle eight teams in the league at like everything. Those teams, here's what we did. uh, One thing that predicts the Super Bowl whenever we get to the end of the year. Remember, I pitched you net touchdowns last year, which is tracked by the official NFL stats database. How many touchdowns you score versus touchdowns you allow like are actually a really good measure of team quality. They were negative last year. They allowed more touchdowns than they scored. For a team that won nine games so just like what like so i i get i get the high ceiling argument that you're making it's the same coach in the same court like we saw it it can't be that and a li- just a little better it can't be just a little better than a couple of years ago so i get that part of it then you look at this and you just it looks like they're so far away from that it just looks like they're really far away now does the play caller and quarterback health and an attitude change I guess to define the other thing that you were talking about like does that get you there I don't know because now the division now we like we back AFC South 2024 Houston's good Indy's good like Tennessee's bad but we went into last year saying all three were bad and Jacksonville was gonna I bet Jacksonville to win the division in like a year ago I bet them to win the, at like minus 120 or something and I was like this is crazy look at the other three teams and then they fold at the end like a lawn chair and we'll see what happens so their schedule and again like it's it's gonna be more difficult we know Houston's good like we know Indianapolis is at least average probably a little better and Richardson maybe plays all the games uh and it's the AFC South their draw this year also AFC South and NFC South drew each other last year which created insane easy schedules for a lot of those teams that isn't the case again this year they don't draw the NFC South again obviously instead they draw the NFC North and the AFC East whoops Um, So Jacksonville will have a much more difficult schedule. They're three unique set of games. They play Cleveland and Vegas. And then their unique 17th game is against the Eagles, which is not a picnic either. So just like this, when you say it can go off the rails, like I I am lukewarm interested already in betting Peterson to be the first coach fired. And then you need to see the order of the games to be able to really like want to make that bet versus McCarthy versus somebody else. But like, the groundwork is laid here for this to be possible. They're just not very good. That's what it is. They're just not very good. Like they just aren't. And you don't go from like not very good, you make basically no changes. And it's like, well, now they're 15 and two. Like, well, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> like you gotta change something. And the change is probably that they're gonna have a new coach if that if that is gonna be the change. And uh and it probably won't be that they they, they get rid of Trevor Lawrence. They'll probably keep him for a while. So look, like we project a win total against that schedule with this these particulars last year. Um I would be really surprised if it's anything above nine and either eight and a half or nine, I think makes a lot of sense.
0: I think eight and a half is the perfect number. Eight and a half juiced over, maybe like to finish over 500.
1: I wonder if you would draw like a bunch of interest on eight and a half. I I would not bet that. I would be hoping like market loves Jacksonville, nine juiced way over. I plus under on nine sounds pretty good for me with this team. And yeah, that's a bet against Lawrence just basically being over 500. Uh, whew, I might make that bet. It'll also be interesting. We'll do Houston next week when you're back from your trip. Just like to, just to do one thing with Houston to compare these two teams because the division prices Houston and Jacksonville will have a really like they'll be the co-favorites at MGM. Uh, They're like right next to each other. Like they have the same price to win the division. Uh, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Vegas, Philly, which is like a pretty tough three games to draw. Like Vegas is, you know, like probably a league average team, but Cleveland and Philly, no joke houston gets just crushed here with who they have to play houston has to play baltimore kansas city and dallas are houston's three games like you want to talk about a team that could be way better and win less that's houston this year way better as a team win fewer games like that's the 2024 houston Texans. so i think like what will be interesting here is the jags can be eight and a half or nine because I think the Texans might be like 9-2 and that's it and it won't be more than that just because of the way they have to play. Yeah.
0: That's really 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 interesting. Um and just I think your note on Doug Peterson what you said there is I think maybe pretty prescient. He's clearly I think he's feeling it right now. He mini like kind of threw his quarterback under the bus a little bit this week and now is talking about maybe like taking the play calling back. This is like this is a desperate coach right now, and and maybe, maybe that's going to lead to a poor season for Jacksonville as opposed to a really great one. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Uh, Jake on Major League Baseball coming up in a little bit. All our bets for tonight at the end of the show. Uh, let's do a little bit here, Ken, on NFL Defensive Player of the Year. It's the one award market that's open right now in the NFL that we have not yet hit since that market opened, and you can find this at our show sponsor, BetMGM. Um, as it stands right now, the market looks like this. Micah Parsons, the favorite. At plus five fifty, his mortal enemy T.J. Watt feels like he like like actually like might like actually hate T.J. Watt. Yeah. talks about him constantly. It's a little weird. Uh, T.J. Watt plus six fifty. Nick Bosa plus six fifty. Max Crosby plus six fifty. The reigning defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett, is at seven. Aiden Hutchinson of Detroit at eleven. Josh Allen of the Jaguars, 18. Chris Jones, presumably of the Chiefs, but maybe not, at 25. Will Anderson and Montez Sweat, both at 30. Kyle Hamilton of the Ravens, safety at 35. There's obviously a ton more names listed. I chose to just like draw the line there just, just in the interest of time. Um, thoughts on Defensive Player of the Year, and is there anyone like I didn't mention that you thinks may be interesting at a longer price?
1: no i mean from an edge standpoint i think you covered everybody that i'd be kind of interested in just edge wise uh you know we can get into like you know if you if you like kyle hamilton like you want to bet a secondary player like i still think like sauce would probably be one of the guys that you'd be interested in because i think they're going to win way more games this year i don't want to bet him but like if you wanted to get like really 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 deep into like secondary players and non-edge rushers i think there's like a couple other interesting ones um The really interesting thing here is obviously you want to be hyper-focused on the edge rushers. They win all the time, and we have a great group of them currently that are really well-known and are first-team All-Pros. So it's not just that edges win. It's like edges win, and we got these guys going right now, like Hall of Fame players in their prime all playing at the same time. And that's why they win all these all the time. Um, In general, just two really quick criteria, pretty easy. Got to be a team that's going to win a ton of games. Doesn't matter if you lead the league in sacks, you could be worse. Look at Miles Garrett last year. What was he, like, seventh in the league of the NFL in sacks? But they won a lot of games. They were really good defense. So he he wins the argument against other players when that happens. Whether you think that's fair or not, that's what happens. And uh, the other thing is pedigree. It's a reputation-driven award. Um, If you're an unknown player and you get a lot of sacks, but Miles Garrett gets less than you. Miles Garrett wins because he's Miles Garrett, and you're somebody nobody knows. And then maybe you can win next year. That's just how this works. So you, look, you want the big name player on the really good defense on the team that wins a lot of games. That's what you want. Uh, and you don't want to go hunting for names that no one's going to know. Like you want to keep it with the guys that like made first team, second team, all pro last year. We know these are the best players in the league. And, uh, and kind of, is there somebody ready to take a step forward? Or are we dealing with the same three edge rushers that we dealt with a lot last year, which were Parsons, Garrett, and Watt? Um, I kind of go back and forth on whether this is going to be like another three-person discussion or whether it can expand out from there. Uh, What do you think when you look at this?
0: I guess it's like, well, I guess the first question is, like, I Josh Allen of the Jaguars is a really, really great, like, ascending young player. And I'll group Allen and, like, Crosby's better than Josh Allen, so this is not to say they're at the same level. Just that like they're two interesting names I think that could potentially rack up a lot of sacks I think the problem with both of them is, right, especially off the conversation we just had on the Jaguars, do you think that the Raiders can have like the team success needed to maybe push this like push push Crosby like to this award? Can the Jaguars have the type of team success to push Crosby over? Two other thoughts that I would have. Chris Allen Jones over. is twenty push Allen over, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh Chris Jones is a twenty-five to one. What if he goes somewhere else? Does that help or hurt? And I'll bring up another name here. And I don't know, like this guy's like not at the same level as the top three or even like when we bring Crosby or Allen into the equation. Like what happens if the Eagles trade Hassan Reddick? I'm making this up. It's like the Chiefs. Or Reddick gets dealt somewhere. He's 40 to 1 right now. Um, and I like the Eagles defense and like Fangio's there now, but maybe that's a price that could move at least. I don't know how likely he would be to win, but those are kind of like four of the names that stood out to me, Ken, outside of the top.
1: Yeah, sure. We can mention, like, look, Nick Bosa is going to – he's won the award before. He's going to play on a team that will be projected to win the most games in the NFL next year. Um, So, like, he he is very, very, very viable for that reason alone. He got paid last year, obviously, too. All these edges have a chance to win. Yeah, I think, look, if you take the first tier of guys as Parsons, Watt, Bosa, Garrett, you're not going to be able to find any warts with those guys. Their teams are going to win games. They're going to get a ton of sacks. They're all low-priced. Crosby, Allen, Hutchinson – is like your second tier I think of those three you would favor Hutchinson because you can feel really confident the team's success is going to be there so like he's going to win more than the other two and they they all have a chance to lead the league in sacks so like of the second tier Hutchinson's probably the preferred guy
2: all right
0: yeah I think it's all really interesting I think this market's going to be a lot more fun next year than it was this year
1: I hope so And I I won a little bit on Garrett. It's just like every week it's no fun to talk about. Maybe this one will be fun to talk about.
0: I think it'll be a little more fun this year. Coming up next, we'll have some fun talking baseball with our guy, Jake the Snake Hassan.
3: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM (laughs) on the BetQL Network.
0: All right, all our bets for tonight are coming up 20 minutes from now. Excited to have these discussions. Talk about what the bets are going to be. I'll give out some F one thoughts and some soccer bets as well uh, for the weekend. So, just for people that are going to ask, um, there are Champions League games next week um, on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll be back from vacation on Wednesday. I looked at the card and I think all the favorites are likely to win, and I may pass all of these games. But I would have for the for the coming weeks games. The week after, I'll definitely have some stuff. So I think I'm going to pass next week's Champions League. I will actually tweet if I'm going to play anything in the Champions League. The champions. Right now, though, let's bring on our baseball champion, Jake the Snake Hassan, who doubles as our excellent engineer on the show. Jake in the weeds with Major League Baseball to uh, get us set to bet this Major League Baseball season. Hello, Jake. Hello, guys. Uh, How you doing, buddy?
4: I'm great. Happy to be here. Today's my Friday, just like you, Nick. So it's a great time. So,
0: where where are you going this weekend? The Young and
4: Absolutely Reckless. Absolutely nowhere. So I will yeah. be. Uh, no, it just says Reckless. Oh, okay. Um, you're
0: just but as, as, you're not young. W- yeah. One yeah. of the no, um, one of like the leads one of the one of the leads on the Young and the Restless like definitely like likes the show and like follows me on Twitter.
1: What What's their name?
0: I don't. I don't it's a it's a dude. I follow him and he tweeted yesterday and it popped up on my feed that like they got Young and the Restless got renewed for like another four years. So I was like, duh. They've been on the air since like like ni- nineteen forty eight. Like of course. Yeah, and they
1: like predate the war. Yeah, I think they've been on like forever, basically. <laughs> so it during the summer, should we have somebody on Young and the Restless? Should we have them on the show during the summer?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. YBYB soap opera. Sounds great.
4: I'm in. So, anyway, Jake, where are I'm you good. going this I got nothing else. Uh, nowhere. I'm disassociating on my couch and watching my cousin's dog.
0: All right, so what what, what what do you have for us, buddy? Bring a little something to the table here, Jake. I'm <laughs> well,
3: like right. throwing it
4: to you. It's
0: that's, like a frickin' frick. like frick. dead end. Jake, j- 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 you want to, like, host and you want to be on the air. Maybe do when I pass you the ball, maybe do something with it, buddy. How you doing? Don't you do it. It. <laughs> that, how about, how about, this? I'm how about doing. this? Talk, Jake. You want to be on the air, Jake? Talk. Talk, Jake. <laughs>
4: So that's I am watching thing. my cousin's Talk dog in the West Loop. I do have plans to uh, get a chicken parm sandwich at a deli <laughs> down the street from my cousin's apartment. That is unbelievable. Like, it's if like you guys are ever back here, you stuff. should go to this place. It's I really so wanted good.
1: an egg salad sandwich. So, I, you know, I made it's the eggs and I put them in. And this ends with Seth Rogen calling him. A, I'm pretty sure he's a serial murderer.
4: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what he is. Like, Tyler oh. has my back on this, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, okay. The guy who famously can't okay, well, eat cheese. I, well, well, great.
0: Okay. Well, I'm 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 actually starting to get annoyed right now. So let's let's get to some <laughs> stuff with Major League Baseball here. Uh,
4: okay. T- tell
0: t- tell us how you're thinking about betting this season, Jake.
4: Um, I want to fade the Dodgers completely because yeah, great. They have a super team. You added Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Big whoop. Uh, The Dodgers famously get to the postseason and they lose to a team that has 88 wins in the power of friendship. And I think that's going to absolutely happen again because I don't have faith in their rotation again to get them all the way to a World Series and to lift a trophy. I think to start the Diamondbacks price, the team that was literally just in the World Series, I think their price for division and World Series is absolutely outrageous. They got better. They went to the World Series, and then they got better. They added a Rodriguez, the guy that me and Ken were texting about in, like, July that we might have to bet for Cy Young. He was really good. He's going to be their three, maybe even their four. Their rotation is going to be awesome because, by the way, Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly are still there, and Brandon Fought, who basically carried them to the postseason and was awesome as a rookie, is also going to take a leap in his second year. By the way, the guy that won Rookie of the Year running away, Corbin Carroll, and was in the MVP discussion, He's back too. They add a 30-home run guy in Eugenio Suarez to replace the corpse of Evan Longoria. They add Jordan Lawler, a top-five prospect in all of baseball, in their outfield spot. They add Jock Peterson to be a DH. So this team got better, and yet they're being priced like they're not a good team, and they're being priced at 10-1 to for the division. We've really never seen the Dodgers slip up. That's never happened before. What are we doing here? This is a good team that got better. I think their price for World Series and their division price is absolutely insane i've bet both already see that was good that was great that was, that was, was a great answer that hey, was really talks. really good what are, yeah he
1: talked about right? so it was good <laughs> so nick was really mad at you what so the dodgers so jake this is my thing this is like uh you're kind of making like a celtics argument which is like i you know like the celtics are the favorite to win the nba title but i think like when push comes to shove they're not going to win someone else is going to win mm-hmm. so i think like the right way to think about it though is like you you know why because you're saying like i can't believe their price this way like I, I can believe their price this You got Shohei Otani, they were the best oh, team in the I league. I can believe the price. Year, I can believe the wise, price for the right? Dodgers. I just can't right. believe
4: the Diamondbacks are priced the way they should be. Like I They're, I, I have, get it. I get the price, but it's just I think it's wrong.
1: Correct correct me if I'm wrong. We have win totals for every team are open already. Are they open yet? Yep. What is the Dodgers correct. win total for
4: this year? One hundred and three and a half.
1: What would you what would you do with that? Because your your whole Dodgers case is a postseason case. Like this is the Celtics. Like, yeah, I don't think the Celtics are gonna win the title. Also, they're gonna have one of the best regular seasons of all time this year. Like what what about the Dodgers in the regular
4: season? I mean, I think they'll be a really good team. 103 is just an asinine number. I would still take the under there because I think the Dodgers are going to slow play this to try and get a World Series. You really think Shohei Otani is going to play every single day while he's recovering from elbow surgery? They're going to slow play with Tyler Glasnow too, a guy who is always hurt. I'm sure they're going to give Yamamoto maintenance days as he adjusts to life as an MLB pitcher because Japanese rotations famously go six days instead of five days. So that's going to be an adjustment. I think the Dodgers, are going to maintenance this like, hey, we don't really care about the regular season. If we get 95 wins and win the division, awesome. We're just trying to get to the World Series and to win the trophy. You know, we're going to tinker here during the season. 103 and a half is insane. I would take that under.
0: I I Bet MGM has about a billion markets open right now for Major League Baseball, including like longest winning and losing streaks for each team over under over the course of the season. It took like 15... I click the button and I'm like, why isn't this loading? Like, is my internet down? No, it's because there were that many markets. It took forever to the pay for the page to load. We have load, new awards this year too.
1: Every domestic well, is do offering got? an insane award market, an insane one. I'm doing work on this over the uh-huh. weekend because we're going to do it the two days next week. Uh, one domestic has manager of the year, which is so, which is yes! like yeah, because <laughs> because that's what we need more coach awards. <laughs> that's what we need on this show. J- uh, a team that you really this I was going to this is going to be my entry point. So I'm an, I'm. Jake's going to eat a sandwich this weekend. I'm going to do work on manager of the year, which I've never even thought about before. Uh, I'm going to assume it goes to a guy who wins a lot of games. The uh, one team that I know you're kind of interested in, Jake, that you think might be good is the Royals, like a team that has been really, really, really bad for a few years since they won the World Series. Their manager, Matt Quatraro, I think is how you pronounce his last name. We were talking about this before the show. He's one of the two f- co-favorites to win manager of the year, I think because the expectation is they might be a little better than people think. Why do you like the Royals so much?
4: Uh, So the Royals' win total is 71.5. Their division price was 30-1. to It was dead last. It was behind the White Sox, which was crazy. I bet that right away. It's down to about 10-1 to now, which I still think is too long of a price. I like the Royals because they were a terrible team. Do not get me wrong. They were awful. But I like their progression here because the first thing is they have star players. Bobby Witt Jr. is a bona fide MVP candidate. He's a 30-30 guy. He plays a premium position. He's in the middle of that lineup. It makes sense. They also have Vinny Pascantine know playing first base. I think he could be an all-star as well. And the biggest thing for me with the Royals is they have actual major league players. Now they don't have the three of us going out there every day. They have guys that can actually play baseball and have had success in the league. They added Michael Walker. They added Seth Lugo. They added Hunter Renfro. These are all guys who have either been all-stars or have had success in the league before. They don't have a bunch of jabronis out there just going out there for the love of the game. They're trying to win games. And I think that's going to be a huge improvement. And especially for the AL Central, the weakest division in all of baseball with teams like the Twins, who I famously don't like the White Sox, the Tigers who are in the middle of a rebuild and the Guardians who are just very, uh, I think that the Royals have an opportunity here to win the division. I think their win total over is a safe bet. I think they could win, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win 90 games, but I think they can win 81, 82, 83 games. I think they could go comfortably over their win total. I think they'll have a shot at the division.
0: I'm going to be a little uh, little tough on Jake here because he bothered me at the start of the segment. Famously, a little too much. You, you've got like four famously's already in like seven minutes. You've got to dial back the famous. we got to dial it back, okay, dial it back a little, little
1: bit. bit. We've you all gotta got our we to dial it pressures. back just a little you know, bit. We've here. all
4: got our yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: you got to dial it back just, just, just a little bit here. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken, Jake talking baseball with us here on the show. Jake, any other thoughts in any award market, Cy Young, MVP, etc. right now?
4: Yeah, I think I have a banger Cy Young bet, and it's, I bet it at 201, it's still out there, about 150, 200 Southern. I think Bryce Miller for the Mariners is going to be an awesome pitcher this year. He added a split finger fastball, which he debuted in a start today that I was watching a little bit of looks awesome. And the biggest thing for me is he had success last year as a rookie already. He came into the major leagues. He was awesome. He was in the rookie of the year race as a pitcher, which almost never happens because pitchers don't win this award, as you would have heard on this show, the last couple Summers and he was in that race. He had success. He was good for the Mariners. He was a staple in their rotation. And his stuff grades out awesome across all levels. His fastball grades out great with command and from st- a pure stuff perspective. His curveball, slider, breaking stuff, all grade out above average with command and stuff. Now he's adding another pitch. I think he's going to get the innings from the Mariners. I think the Mariners really like him. They're going to give him a ton of run, and so I think the price is insanely long. I think he's on the George Kirby track here. Of comes up as a rookie, makes a little bit of a splash, and then takes the leap. George Kirby was in the race. Me and Ken loved him last year. Still like him a little bit this year, but I think Miller at the price, and I think Miller's got better stuff than Kirby. I think it's a banger of a bet. I think it's going to age really, really well as long as his elbow doesn't like fall off.
1: All right. I bet, I bet, I bet against an elbow. Falling off is usually pretty. I, yeah, you, I, you made a really strong sell for Kirby last year. He was kind of in it for a while, but I guess I, uh, I kind of like toot my own horn with award stuff. I got Cy Young so wrong last year in both ways. It's like a really, it's a dark, you go to a dark place when you're looking like, I haven't opened the baseball spreadsheet. I'm going to open it up. It's going to just be all red for like all the different bets that I had to like X out. I'd rather open up the NFL spreadsheet. That was a better one. So lessons learned, which maybe we'll go over next week. NL Cy Young, Jake, you, you don't have to have a bet in this market. But I remember Mike Brown flashed this graphic on our screen like during a break. I think that we were running a segment from somebody else, maybe whatever. However, it got on the screen. And I, I saw the price on Spencer Strider. So I was, this is an award that was won by uh Blake Snell last year, famously because we we tried to bet against him a hundred times and we were wrong. Uh
0: who famously smells.
1: I, famously to about this market again. And famously, we should talk about it right now. So I saw Strider five to one. He's a little more than that in some places. And normally you would see that and you'd be like, oh well that's like a really low price I don't want to bet on that guy but just like the totality of Spencer Strider and how dominant he was and like he will eat he'll lead the NL in strikeouts he'll probably do it by 50 and then it's just like does he give up enough runs like does he make enough quality starts do the Braves win enough like all these kind of other things he stay healthy like I saw that and I actually was like I think he should be less than that that was like my first thought what about NL Cy Young
4: Yeah. My fear with this award is that Spencer Strider is just going to go wire to wire with this one, because like you said, he's been dominant. He's been awesome. He's likely going to lead the league in strikeouts. And now he's adding pitches as well. He debuted a curveball today in his start. It looks disgusting in the best way. So I'm staying away from this market right now. I'm going to wait and let the season go on and try to jump in at some point instead because my fear here is that Spencer Strider is going to go on this vengeance tour after last year and just try to nuke everybody, and he just might run away with this thing from the start.
0: What are some other bets that you're eyeing right now, Jake? Could be division, could be win totals, anything else that you're looking at right now in Major League Baseball.
4: So I have a win total that's really, really gross, and it does not make me feel good at all, but I do think it's going to clear. I like the A's over 56.5 wins. It's disgusting, (laughs) and I hate it It so much. It It makes me feel icky, but it's kind of the same. Where
0: Where are they playing this year? Are they playing in Oakland or no?
4: they are playing in Oakland this year. Still, okay. it's after that, that we have no idea what's going to happen. Um, but as far as this year goes, they're 56 and a half win total. It's kind of the same thought as the Royals. I like the young players that the A's have coming up. Zach Geloff is a guy who's 25, 25. Tyler Soderstrom is a promising first baseman. Shea Langoliers hits nukes from the plate. And then they have Mason Miller, who was a guy that me and Ken talked about that we might have to bet AO rookie of the year. And then his elbow fell off, but I think he's going to be really good this year. And it's kind of this- Same as the Royals, where they have actual major leaguers. They added Alex Wood and Rush Stripling to their rotation. And this is a historically low win total, the lowest win total we've ever seen this year posted for the A's. So I think that they won 50 games last year. I think they can get to 60 just from the fact that they have a couple guys who I think are up and coming and they have actual major leaguers on the roster that I think can push them into that 60 win territory.
0: So wait, you said something interesting there. Is, that, is this the lowest win total ever posted? Like since yeah. the win totals have been posted in Major League Baseball, this is it?
1: That's crazy. Yep. 57 and – I would have thought there would have been one – well, I guess like – I mean like the worst 10 teams of all time are all like what, like 45 to 50 wins, like something like that. So like, you know, it's like in the NFL, a team can go 1-15, 1-16 now, but the lowest win total you'll ever see is like 4.5. Like you'll just never see something that's actually as low as – I guess that makes sense. I feel like I've seen high fifty, like the Royals a couple of years ago. I feel like we're like sixty, like fifty nine maybe or something. I can't believe fifty seven. I, I can't believe that's the lowest number.
0: In uh, the time we have remaining here in the segment, Jay, tell us more about this chicken parm sandwich.
4: Uh, it's from this place called Nona's in the West Loop, and it's really good. it's enormous. It's like a meal. Like it's a sandwich that'll fill you up for like the rest of the day like you have to clear your schedule to eat this sandwich it's great i can't wait i get it every now and then cuz i don't live close to there but i have time tomorrow so we're going to make the trek
1: i, I, I feel like i really feel like you didn't tell us anything about now. the sandwich i feel like all you told us was that you're like trying to eat, like what is the best ingredient of the sandwich the chicken the sauce the cheese like what is it
4: the, roll? the cheese and it's the amount of cheese that is on the sandwich because it's falling off the sandwich with how much cheese they load on this thing like it's great that.
1: i like nick knows i like extra cheese on everything
0: <laughs> Dude, that is true. What, 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 that, was, that was the pizza order in New Haven, right? Was extra yeah. cheese?
1: extra cheese. And you're like, what? And then we got clam. I'll tell you what, we, man. That I there. got to, yeah.
0: that, that. That clam pie from Frank oh, Pepe's, yeah. that's like a top five pizza I've ever had in my entire life. Delicious. Good stuff from Jake talking Major League Baseball. Coming up next, we'll give you all our bets for tonight.
3: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL network.
0: So thank you, Stole Out, and then we'll wrap up the show with bets for the weekend and for tonight. We had two tremendous guests on the show today. Our friend Rick Camp from 4 for 4 and Betsperts, and our pal Jake the Snake Hassan talking Major League Baseball with us in the previous segment. Uh, our crew is amazing, as always. Alex Fasano, our EP. Tyler Morales, our tactical director. Jake Doubling is our excellent engineer. And God's Perfect Creation is our video producer. Downtown, Mike Brown. Bet MGM tonight is coming up next, a four hour live betting extravaganza. And uh, I am going on vacation for a couple days. Fly to Florida tomorrow morning with my wife for a baby moon. Uh, so I will be out Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. Uh, the good news for everybody is uh, the Glassman will be in for me all three days. So Ken Barkley and PJ Glasser, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. And then I'll be back on the show coming up next Wednesday. So thanks very much to the hardest working man in showbiz, PJ Glasser. I'm being serious. Like I feel like during football season we are the hardest working, but if you factor in all 365 days, I think it has it has to be PJ, right? It has to be like, working much harder than we I, are.
1: Uh, we 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 play segments during our breaks of shows that I didn't even know that he hosted. Or I'm like, he did he does that one too? Really?
0: It's like, oh, like here's oh, and also here's he's PJ on ben 24 seven.
1: <laughs> I like, 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 thought that was an HBO glass? series, like 24 seven Glasser. <laughs> like step into his life before he steps into every show on the network.
0: So the Glassman and Ken, uh, three consecutive shows, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday, and then I will be back on Wednesday. Okay, Uh, we don't have to play any imaging here because I want to get to the bets for tonight. Just wanted to give out a couple thoughts for some soccer bets this weekend. So like abbreviated Nikki football, I was doing some work this morning on MLS. I I think I want to do like more MLS handicapping this year, but this was just uh the Inter Miami game against Orlando this weekend Inter Miami's minus 135 to win the game uh Orlando apparently is like pretty good and this is like not gonna be a gimme for Inter Miami I'll I'll be the sucker here and I'll be the square and like maybe Orlando's actually the sharp side so again like it, it is my plan to get a little better with Major League Soccer. Um, I'm not there yet. So maybe it's I'm a square here, and that, that's totally fine if that's the case. I'll lay minus 135 with Inter-Miami right now in the MLS. They host Orlando, I believe, coming up on Saturday night. So that game's in Fort Lauderdale. Inter-Miami will be the home team in that game. And my other soccer rep. Was really disappointed on Sunday. Um, I bet Chelsea. I I, I had the draw, which was great in the ninety, and then I had Chelsea to lift the cup, and they didn't. They lost in the hundred eighteenth minute of the League Cup final to Liverpool. It was nil nil going. Literally, it almost went to penalty kicks. The thing about that game though was that Liverpool played like a lot of their like academy players, like young players, and Chelsea really tried to win and couldn't win. And Virgil van Dijk headed in the winner in the hundred eighteenth minute. But the good news for Chelsea is they followed that up in an FA Cup um against FA Cup fifth round game against. Leeds, uh, it was yesterday, We're trailing early in the game. They ended up winning the game 3-2, Connor Gallagher scoring in like an extra time to win the game 3-2. So Chelsea, I still think, despite the loss to Liverpool in the Caribou Cup final, I still think is carrying some momentum. Have played pretty well. Drew Manchester City won one a couple weeks ago. Chelsea's plus one twenty to win at Brentford. Brentford's lost twelve of fifteen. Uh this could be another one that goes really poorly because Chelsea is really mercurial. Um, maybe I'm a square with both my bets. Inter Miami minus 135 to beat Orlando, Chelsea plus 120 to win at Brentford, and then just some Formula One bets. I was texting with Rick during one of the last breaks. Rick Camp, who was on with us earlier, he was saying that like the F1 community media are speculating that Ferrari and Red Bull like didn't really try at the practice session today. I'm going to play both Checo, Sergio Perez, and Carlos Sainz, the two lesser members of Red Bull and Ferrari, to win the practice session tomorrow. So those are t- there are 10 Sainz and 12 uh, Perez, respectively, right now, for tomorrow, for Friday morning at BetMGM. And for the race, the Bahrain GP coming up on Sunday, I, I think I'm going to... Do I want to play against Verstappen? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'll I'll play Leclerc at 11-1 to 1, uh, in the Bahrain GP. I'm not going to put a big bet on it. I'll put a couple bucks on it just for something to sweat on Sunday morning. Uh, maybe Max wins the race, and that'll just be that. I'll put a couple bucks on Charles Leclerc to win the Bahrain GP. Um, I, I feel decent about Ferrari coming into the season. They've got some momentum with Lewis Hamilton coming over next year. Okay, let's get to bets for tonight. Jake the Snake, please drop the dope-ass beat. All right, at BetMGM, once a day, you can play the free BetMGM Fast Break for a chance to win daily prizes. You play as the point guard. You can pass to either Kevin Garnett or Jalen Rose or take it to the hoop yourself. If you score, you win a prize. Details can be found on BetMGM.com, so download the BetMGM app and start winning with the king of sportsbooks. Ken, let's start for with uh, tonight's uh, bets in the NBA. What do you have for us here in the association?
1: Yeah, I think we're just uh... – I think we're looking at a board that's, like, really, really, really tough to bet into right now where there's just – there aren't a lot of injury situations that we know. There aren't a lot of games that have moved, like, how we thought. Um, I think you had an interesting thought on the Hawks-Nets game and kind of, like, maybe what would happen there that you can talk about. God, honestly, like, favorite bet on the board right now? Like, there there may not be one, honestly. And it'd be like, oh, well, it stinks. You have any bets. Like, like, 90 bets the last couple of days. I think this NBA board's really tough. The thing I would yeah. actually probably be the most confident in, honestly – and this is, a, this is like not a market that's moving. This does not fall into the criteria we've done before. Um, a, a trait of the Thunder is that they run up the score against really bad teams all the time. And they're 11 on the road against San Antonio. It would more be like a team personality play, which sounds really stupid when you say it like that, as opposed to like the numbers moving and this market's crazy. Market's literally been 11 the whole day the whole day but this is like a type of team that the thunder typically play very well against um sort of like what the warriors generally do so maybe a couple bucks on the thunder um who are obviously playing really well right now other than that like i think this board's really 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 tough we have bets in the other sports i have a lot of hockey stuff but not so much tonight nba
0: Great. We'll get to, to hockey and college hoops momentarily here. I'll be quick with my NBA bets for tonight. Uh, I'm going to lay Milwaukee because that's kind of like my gimmick now. Uh, they're 11 and a half on the road at Charlotte. They beat Charlotte by 50 the other night. I think they'll win by 60 tonight. And Bobby Portis will score 40, and it'll be awesome. And he'll be the favorite for six men tomorrow. And uh, hopefully he'll have a, a pony on my on my front door when I wake up. Uh, but in all seriousness, give me the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. I'll lay the points on the road at the Hornets. And the angle I have on the Nets-Hawks game that Ken alluded to – and. Ken, you've talked about this recently, right? Where teams lose a star player and then maybe play well for like a game or two and then eventually it's like well the star player is not there and you actually stink so the Hawks have played two games without Trey Young they've won both of them and have been pretty impressive in both of them they blew out the Orlando Magic and then they blew out the Utah Jazz Mike Gallagher was on the show yesterday basically alluding to the fact that at some point Utah's going to start tanking going to start like intentionally losing games also the Jazz are terrible and in that game against Orlando that's the game that Ben Caro was like ruled out after the the day after he hit the game winner and then he's ruled out with an illness. So tonight, Atlanta's on the road in Brooklyn. I'm not like a huge Brooklyn Nets fan by any stretch of the imagination. This is the no game three without Trey Young, 2 and 0 without him so far. I'll play the Nets to win tonight. It's like basically minus one, the Nets are minus one, whatever, whatever the price is against the Atlanta Hawks. So Nets and Bucks for me in the NBA. Ken, any bets for college hoops? And then we'll close with the NHL.
1: There's only one game tonight that fits the description of what we're looking for like a really drastic market move, not driven by injuries. And these have almost all typically been toward a home team and all across multiple possessions. And we have that tonight with Rutgers at home against Michigan. Open five and a half, five in one place, seven and a half. And there are a couple of eights on the board Um, far away from all the projections not driven by. There are injury updates in the game, but they're not like starting level players for either team. Michigan's lost five games in a row. I don't think they've won a road game in conference since like December or something just a terrible season for them maybe is driving interest in Rutgers in this game uh in these situations we have played the opposite side it has been extremely successful the other side has won a lot outright uh Michigan plus the points tonight will be seven and a half or eight depending on where you go
0: I hate to do this and like this is going to be the one where I'm like I step in and I just get bulldozed probably I'm actually going to play the other side here I think Michigan's like not and I know <laughs> yeah. they're they're amateurs So like this is not the right word I'm gonna use here. They're like not a they're like not a professional team. They're like an absolute joke. And Rutgers I think is at least like a professional team. Maybe be the right way Um, to put it. Since they're since they're
1: amateurs. Yeah,
0: they're amateurs. Yeah, like so it's not the right word. Yeah, they're unserious and I think Rutgers is at least a serious team. So again, like you're out there and you're like, hey, what Ken said made a lot of sense. Ken could definitely be right. I like Rutgers when I looked at it this morning. I'll stick with the Scarlet Knights and I will lay Washington State zigzag spot here against USC. Washington State like embarrassing blowout loss uh, on Saturday. We had Arizona State in that game thanks to the Glass Man for that one. Got blown out by Arizona State. USC beat UCLA on the road in their last game and uh, Washington State seven seven and a half in this game. I'll lay it with Wazoo. So Wazoo laying the seven or seven and a half and I'll lay the seven and a half with Rutgers again. Michigan, go mano, y mano with my guy, Ken Barkley. Ken, what do you have for us in the National Hockey League?
1: Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that Arizona-Toronto is going to be crazier than people think. These big favorite Toronto home games are frequently when they let their guard down the most. Game goes to overtime, high-scoring games, crazy stuff. Clayton Keller is one of Arizona's best players, is not going to play tonight, which is like keeping the price bet out a lot. Uh, I'm going to play some kind of crazy stuff in this game, like couple bucks on each thing. I think Matthews is likely to have a huge game. I think this is likely to be a high-scoring game. These Maple Leafs big home favorite game five, four, six, five, and overtime. Playing some of those outcomes at big prices, however, you want to kind of like interpret that analysis. There's some fun stuff out there. I think even like Arizona exact score, like the, the one goal games that are crazy stuff like that. Uh, I think you're likely to get that from Toronto tonight because that's kind of their personality. The Jets tend to not play very well against good teams and they tend to beat up on a lot of the bad teams in the nhl and like beat every single one of them they're at dallas tonight it's like an awesome matchup with ottinger and hellebuck uh stars are like 130 135 i'll play dallas uh i think colorado had their terrible run of form and now they're kind of back and i'm gonna lay them on the puck line tonight against chicago uh and then the last one i think we agree on this the penguins almost like brian rust isn't gonna play tonight so seattle's like a slightly bigger favorite but like like plus on the penguins with how they're playing. And this is after I bet against them in the last game too. The penguins seem like a pretty good idea tonight. So I like them too.
0: It feels like the penguins are like on their run right now to try and save their season. A couple big wins for them recently. So I'll take the penguins also worth noting. I want to, I've been getting my ass handed to me in the NHL. So I probably shouldn't be betting as, as much as I'm going to tonight, but I went nine and zero last night. So it's time to spray the board because I don't have self-control. Uh, so I will take the penguins tonight. So I'll join Ken on the penguins. I I think people are betting the Islanders, or were it open at least, Uh, I think the Red Wings are awesome, and I think the Islanders suck. And I know that they're trying to save their season also, and they had a big win in overtime against the Stars the other night. I think the Red Wings are really good. Uh, I'll play the Red Wings tonight at a short home price, Red Wings minus 115. And this is like the hashtag bet square, don't care, bet of the night in the National Hockey League. Ken likes the Stars against the Jets. Uh, Ottinger and Hellebook are both playing. They're both amazing. The total in the game is six. I'll bet the under. I'll eat the juice minus 15. There you go. Those are the bets for Ta-da. tonight. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really great. I can't wait. Uh, my friends, hope you have a great couple shows and have a great weekend. Enjoy your time with the Glassman. I'll catch up with you next week.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, have a great vacation. Have a great trip. Obviously, I'll see you next week. Uh, for people tomorrow, we'll have a, another Locketology. We'll have our second edition of it. I know people really liked that when we did that the first time. We'll get a, a new fresh bracket out there
0: great so I will talk to everybody coming up on Wednesday it'll be Ken and the Glassman Friday Monday and Tuesday so until we meet again you'll meet Ken and the Glassman again tomorrow at three I'll see you on Wednesday and until then I'm Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats winning bets the absolute very best of luck
3: thanks for listening to you better you bet up next it's bet MGM tonight on the BetQL network presented by bet MGM